Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 133 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of October 25th, 2022. Coming up on today's episode, Harmonious Fireworks Barge Catches Fire. And we have returning dates for the Green Army Drum Corps, Kona Cafe, Fantasmic, and Akershoes Royal Banquet Hall. And in our main segment, we play another round of thumbs up, thumbs down. This is the Circus 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. A harmonious barge caught fire at Epcot. Caught fire, just like... We're in the World Series! <laughs> Except for the fact that the Phillies catching fire was a good thing. Well, you know what? I'm going to stop talking now. Because it might have been a good thing that part caught fire, too. Yeah. See, this, this article right away, my friend texts me and goes, you think Disney did it for the insurance money? So, anyways, following um, the evening performance of Fantasmic this past Friday night, October the 21st, um, no, of Harmonious, I'm sorry, at Correct. Epcot, one of the barges has caught fire, or did catch fire on World. Um, now, a lot of people online were saying, or thought it was one of the, the bigger oil rigs, or the, the screen LED screens, or the big ring. Um, it was just one of the uh, firework barges. But this is not exactly the first time in recent history yeah, the fire, because we saw um, the back of the American Garden Theater in the Correct. American Pavilion caught fire recently, which I don't think they ever repaired that railing. It's still... Really? Out. Yeah, somebody saw showed that in a, in a video. I don't know if they fixed that yet or not, but um, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I, I gotta say it, it's... I don't think it's out of the realm of something that's crazy insane and i think it just catches a lot of story because of social media and clearly this was going to get posted and go viral instantaneously well it's funny because you sent me the article and almost at the same time our friends who were over that night um were like oh my gosh oh my gosh look at this and i was like uh i just saw it too jamie just sent it to me so we were all laughing and we all said the same thing that your buddy said about like oh was this uh, coincidental here does he do that on purpose to get some insurance money for the show that they're not running anymore or not going to be running anymore yeah so we shall see obviously glad that nobody at least reportedly was hurt or injured and I believe um, the show went on the next night. I didn't hear that it was canceled or anything. No, I think it went on. Yeah, so do I. So, whatever. It's harmonious. It's terrible. <laughs> I will say my girlfriend said that after, she was like, oh, Donna, you have to give it a chance. After five or six times of seeing it in person, it grew on me a little bit. And I was like, Wallace, I don't want to see it five or six times in person or, or otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's like saying the fifth or sixth time you get herpes, you just, you know, it's better. <laughs> COVID's not so bad the fifth time around. <laughs> exactly. Oh, in any case, this one I'm actually really excited about, and Jamie, I think you are too. The Green Army Drum Corps uh, is going to be returning to Toy Story Land in um, Hollywood Studios this November. So starting November 6th, which is not too terribly far from now, in all truth, uh, 10.30, 11.30, 12.30, 2.30, 
3.30 and 4.30, they will um, be performing. Um, for those who have not caught um, them performing before, they usually have one drummer um, on like a, a triplet, so like three different pitch drums, and then two different drummers on like snare drums who march around, and it's so much stinking fun. Yeah, I, I mean, this is one of those things, the entertainment that we've talked about that we love, love seeing back. Um, still no word on Citizens of Hollywood, but... This is something that we talked about with our um, Crystal Ball episode, Donald. So we'll have to do a, a revisit pretty soon. Oh, no, for sure. There's a bunch of things on there, actually, at this point now. Yeah. So glad to see them back. Next. Next <laughs> Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks to be presented instead of Disney Enchantment during Christmas week. The uh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Up until December 21st, will be played um, at Mickey's. Will be played. Is that the right thing to say? Will be shown. Sure. Shown. Yeah. yeah. With, um, at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, but after that, during Christmas week from December 23rd through the 29th, uh, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks will be presented during regular park hours. And then New Year's Eve fireworks will be performed on December 30th and 31st with Enchantment returning on January 1st, 2023 until we see the return of Happily Ever After. Yep. <laughs> Great color commentary, I must say. Per the use. Yeah, did you do the NLCS game tonight too? Um, no, you're welcome. Oh, God. All right, go Anthony ahead. was so cute watching the Philly celebration. Like it was so like, Mama, they're having a party. Look, they're spraying each other with water. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, bud, they're spraying each other with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, it is. Yeah, uh, very expensive water. Yeah, no kidding. Um, in any case, next story, and this is the reason I truthfully didn't comment too much on yours because I was scanning through this one to make sure that I didn't botch it. Um, <laughs> and that is that there is a rumor starting to get a little bit more traction. Um, Jamie and I have said a hundred times on the, on our show that we don't just spew off every random rumor that we hear. We try to wait until it's being reported from a couple different sources and, you know, has, has a little bit of backing before we, we discuss it. And in this case, you know, not to, to tease at the, the fire at Epcot, but where there's smoke, there's fire, I think. And that rumor is that Disney executives will be canceling Epcot's play pavilion and will abandon the project unfinished, which, wow, it just, it absolutely kills me. Um, so this was announced officially, um, the project that is, at the 2019 D23 Expo. Um, now, three years later and pandemic later, a good portion of the project is literally still in construction or or deconstruction of other pieces. Um, a second phase of announcements were kind of expected uh, to be made either at the D23 Expo this year or at some point in time um, in order to, to give us an idea of what this play pavilion would be looking like when it would be coming through. Um, Disney, for the record, hasn't said anything about the Mary Poppins attraction for World Showcase um, or really anything about this play pavilion idea for, for a good amount of time. Um, the pavilion was mentioned, this is important to say, on the Epcot 40 map, which was given to uh, guests and its pavilion logo was also featured on the Epcot 40 uh, merch, which is still being released as of today's date as we record on October 23rd. Um, 
I don't know. Again, there's no, there's no formal announcement, but it's reported that Josh Demaro, the the chairman of Disney Park Experience and Products, was the one who decided to officially kill the product. We do know for sure that uh, executives in the company met uh, at Walt Disney World this past week. So it's it's possible that that could have officially happened behind closed doors. Who knows? Yeah, I've heard that actually a decent amount of the play pavilion, like the construction was kind of almost done um, on the inside and we've seen them work on the and the reason that it's been killed at this point was um, tied to labor and labor costs is, is mm. what I heard Me- require a lot staff really smaller exhibits um, you know meet and greet areas are, are pretty labor intensive um, so that could be, you know, once again, unconfirmed, but could be the reasoning behind, um, Jamie, you are dinging. Yeah. Should I keep talking? Yes. I was good at the World Series. We don't have a good connection. All right, Donna, everybody, sorry for the small technical glitch. How am I sounding now? That's clear. Perfect. All right, let's move on to our next story. Kona Cafe at Disney's Polynesian Village to real Village Resort to reopen November 1st with a new look. Um, this follows, I think it was about a two and a half month or so refurbishment. Disney described the remodel as a refreshed experience. The look, feel, and even some flavors of this relaxed cafe will be different yet familiar. Good news is that guests will still be able to watch the chefs work their magic in the sushi kitchen. Um, Donna, I have only been here for breakfast. I think we went um, actually with you guys and really, really enjoyed it. No, that you're correct. Why we, we did go to breakfast with you guys. I think it was when both of the boys were little because I think we had Aiden and Anthony with us, right? Uh, you know what? I think you might be right. So I think the boys are pretty, I mean, had to have been pretty little for, for Peyton to not have been around. Um, but I remember, I remember having the Tonga toast and it was phenomenal. I've had guests rave about the experience there. We did a dinner meal there once, but it was before we had Anthony. And honestly, like when, when you think about, he just turned six, anything that we experienced, oh, before we had Anthony, it's not fair to judge it for, for the better or the worse this many years later. So it's definitely something we have to try again. My guess is it was just a combination of factors where we were sat like along a, a major walkway and like a railing and stuff like that. And with a not so great server, I think it was just, you know, a double whammy factor. I agree. I'd like to give this a try for, um, dinner i think this gets overshadowed a lot of times by ohana of course um, i think that's more like a cult um following that people just want to go to ohana a lot but yeah kona cafe i think is a very very good um option and like you know we talked about i loved it for breakfast thought it was very good I think the thing becomes, and this is, you know, not directly Kona related, it's just a a passing comment, unless there is something that's really going to draw you to a location, 
the cult, like following of Ohana or character breakfast for Ohana or character breakfast, lunch, brunch, or dinner at Chef Mickey's. I think people are less likely to leave the theme park and go to a hotel where they're not staying to eat a meal. Yeah, I agree. And, and Kona's, Kona's basically a, a blow off for somebody who couldn't get into Ohana, you know, more or less. Or for folks staying at the resort. Yeah. Or even on the, maybe on like the monorail loop where it would be an easy transition. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at that point, you're also opening it up to people at Magic Kingdom because there's really no significant difference. But yeah. I more so hate the idea of having to go back to a theme park and then get on another transportation to get back to where I'm staying. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not wrong. In any case, next up, we finally, 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 finally have a reopening date for Fantasmic at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They will be starting on November 3rd, which is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, interestingly enough. Um, Thursday, November 3rd will be the first show. And then the end of the month, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, not, is it the 27th? I just emailed my, my clients about this a couple days ago. I believe, oh, excuse me, October 26th. October 26th, I misspoke. Uh, they will be available for guests um, starting for performances November 30th and beyond so for folks who might be interested in having a reserved seat for phantasmic starting um in just a few days time you can get your dining package for select restaurants at hollywood studios uh, for those phantasmic shows starting november 30th and beyond you mean the story that i was supposed to go over next oh you're welcome i'm just i'm doing your job for you because i'm better at it <laughs> evidently um well i'll go into a little more detail about that than um donna did which is funny because i feel like they purposely because i know last week we mentioned that fantastic was it was announced that it was coming back in november i right. feel like they wanted to go two news cycles or something um so yeah as donna said fantastic dining packages will return on november 30th um each one of the packages includes an entree with either an appetizer or dessert at your full-service um, restaurants or a full buffet at your buffet restaurants, and a non-alcoholic beverage is also included. Um, so it will be at 50s Prime. Actually, all of the um, table-service restaurants, which pre-COVID I don't think was the case because 50s Prime Time and Sci-Fi, did not do the... Um, you know what, Jamie? I think you're right. Yeah, I, I'm going to sound like a jerk. I know I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, because there was always, you know, those two popular restaurants basically didn't need to get the, the butts in the seats, so to speak. Yeah, it, it was um, 50s primetime and sci-fi did not offer it, which surprised me that every one of them was on the list this time. Um which to a certain extent, I kind of understand Disney doing that. Like if people want to stay for Fantasmic anyways, they basically are charging for it Correct. Uh, now. So let's get to the pricing. 50s Primetime Cafe, $51 for adults, $22 for kids. Hollywood and Vine Breakfast, which is the, what are they, how do they phrase that? The Disney Junior characters. Correct. Yeah. Um, $54 for adults, $36 for kids. Hollywood and Vine Dinner, um, which is the character mini seasonal dine, 
$71 for adults, $47 for kids. Mama Melrose Ristorante Italiano, $54 for adults, $22 for kids. Sci-Fi, $49 for adults, $22 for kids. And the Hollywood Brown Derby, $73 for adults, $29 um, for kids. The one thing that really surprises me, because I would have considered this, um, is the Hollywood and Vine, <clears throat> excuse me, lunch and dinner, $71 where you are $2 shy of, um, you know, a signature, you know, two table service credit on the dining plan of the Brown Derby and then way more expensive for kids. Like I get that it's a, um, a character meal and a, a themed character meal at that. But it's, it's $59 normally. So you're basically charging 11 for your Fantasmic ticket. I, I, oof. I thought this would have been for adults in, in the mid to low, mid to 60s. Like I could see $64. Um, but that's 71, I thought, and 47 for kids. I thought that one specifically is insanely, insanely overpriced. Candlelight processional, Jamie. Garden grill. Yeah. I, I just, I, uh, I don't get it. Uh, that one, I, because that one hurt a little bit because we have a reservation at Hollywood and Vine um, in December. Like, and I may have considered um, switching it over to include the Fantasmic, but. You don't think it's worth $11 a person for reserved seating? I do. I mean, think about it as like buying an ILL for it. I, I, I don't think, yeah, no, $71 for that meal. I see. With, um, not that I misspoke. I probably, I should clarify, you know, the $11 for Fantasmic. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I think their problem is Hollywood and Vine is priced too high to charge that $11 premium. I mean, when you put that on par of the Hollywood Brown Derby, that's an issue. And then like even Hollywood Brown Derby is $29 for kids. You're charging for nearly $20 more for Hollywood and Vine. It's just, man, I think it's so, 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 so out of whack with, with their pricing structure specifically for, Hollywood and Vine lunch and dinner. All right. Fair enough. So our last story is another uh, one that definitely puts a smile on our faces. And I know it'll put a smile on a lot of your faces as well. We have an opening date for Akershus Royal Banquet Hall at Epcot. Again, this falls under the finally bucket for me. This will be reopening really soon. This announcement just came out and it's going to be opening November the 4th. So as you guys are listening to this, it would be next Friday, November the 4th, which is no time at all to, 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 you know, plan, if you will. So for those who might not be aware, this is the storybook dining featuring Disney princesses. It's served family style and there are traditional Norwegian dishes, including something I can't pronounce, uh, Norwegian meatballs and um, a Norwegian take on chicken and dumplings. They also serve American fare, such as mashed potatoes and gravy, grilled salmon and macaroni and cheese. Neither Jamie nor I, fun fact, have dined at this restaurant. I've had a ton of clients eat there um, 
you know, obviously before the pandemic and, and when it closed, a ton of clients eat there. In truth, a lot of the clients that chose to eat there were ones who couldn't get Cinderella's Royal Table. So I will be very honest and say that. But there were a handful who just really enjoyed that experience. Um, I will say I had, I did have a couple of clients say the food was a little different for their taste, but I could go to town on that salmon and, and be happy with it. Um, fun fact, my mom and dad have actually been there. Oh, and- no way. Uh, uh, pre-pandemic and sure said they enjoyed the food actually they thought okay. it, it was actually quite good um i'm probably actually going to make a switch because the d- reservations for this open as we're recording this tomorrow um for us to go to this in december um and fun e story uh we've been struggling a little bit with peyton going down for her naps recently so I, we've threatened her saying, you're not going to be able to eat dinner with the princesses if you don't nap. Oh, and Jamie. Today, wait, hold on. It gets even better. Um, I convinced her today that, you know, she was playing in her bed a little bit and didn't, you know, wasn't napping. So I said, Peyton, I'm going to call the princesses. And I figured out and I told her I was going to call Aurora because she's sleeping beauty. So she knows how to nap. She was asleep within 10 minutes after that. Oh, poor Peyton. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's all I've got besides you torturing your child. I'm, I'm a little more upset that, you know, Aurora, sleeping beauty, taking a nap. I no. That was very clever. Poor Peyton. All right. Anyways, let's take a quick break. Um, uh, this one's actually planned. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a planned break and we will be back where we'll play a little thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thank you, Aiden. And we are back for another round. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You probably should record Aiden saying that again because he probably sounds so different than when he first recorded that years ago. Uh, yeah. He, but the, the thumbs down. He's so much... Energy and emphasis. I love it. I don't know if you could <laughs> recapture that. So, All right. So um, you are asking is, me, correct? It is my turn to put you in the hot seat a little bit. You look displeased. I got your back now. It blipped it. Well, you know, technology. Yeah, that works. Go ahead. All right. So I have 10 different scenarios that Jamie has to determine if they would be a thumbs up that he would do this or a thumbs down that he would not. He has to defend his position and then I will tell him whether he's right or wrong. Okay. I love how all of a sudden it metamorphosized and elaborated into a scenario. Well, isn't it that what that's kind of is what it is. Well, I guess not all of them. All right. So the first one is um, at a price point. Of $100 per adult, the Disney dining plan as we knew it. And it's, it's thumbs up. You're asking as if I would do it? Correct. Um, God. This is a, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go thumbs up 
because I'm I'm just a really big fan of the dining plan. Um, I like the prepay element um, and not having to constantly like go in a wallet or get a gift card or a credit card or anything like that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say you'd probably come out ahead on that point, um, even with price increases. So I, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably an upper, upper limit um, of where, you know, whether I'd want to do it or not. I'm still going to say thumbs up, but that's, you couldn't go much further. Fair. And that's kind of why I put that number on there. Cause I was like, I, cause I was thinking like $99. Like, no, no, no. I have to go three digits. $100 for me. I think I would have to figure out where we were going to eat and run the numbers and make sure that it, to your point, that at least was a break even. I don't have to save a ton of money by picking it up, but I certainly don't want to lose a ton of money either. Well, and I've always, uh, I've given value because for me on the prepay and, and having it done already, like there is at least to me personally value in that having it done, you know, and I always put it somewhere like, you know, 10, 15% or whatever. So I, if, as long as I'm within that kind of uh, window, like it's all a wash, it's all good. If it's anything further than that, that's where you, I'd have to look and kind of break some stuff down and see whether it still has the value for it. But I'll give it a thumbs up with that being a very close to being a thumbs down. All right. Fair enough. Number two, purchasing an ILL for Rise of the Resistance when it's a two-hour standby. It's funny because you may have written these questions before the uh, ILL became dynamic. I did. Um, yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, all right, so let's let's assume a couple of things. Number one, two-hour wait. It's probably a premium ILL day. Fair. Fair. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I, I think the individual lightning lane is where Disney got greedy with Genie Plus. I... I wouldn't have liked it, but I, it would, looking hindsight, keeping FastPass Plus and, and just putting it behind a paywall it would be more tolerable than, than this nonsense here. Uh, my big issue is charging the ILL. Like If you kept FastPass Plus as it was, put it behind a paywall compared to this system, it, it's better. Um, and I think maybe less people would use it, so it benefits everybody. Um, but the individual, like, we might as well just go back to ticket books. Why not just charge? Why charge a flat fee, which is already astronomical per day, and then charge to get into a quick line? Why not charge, I don't know, 20 bucks to get in the park, and then each ride is its own thing? Like, we, that's what we got away from. And now we're going back to it to get to a premier line for one attraction. I think that's crap. I, I, I don't like the individual lightning lane. See, we used it, as you know, for um, web slingers in California. And I would have used it for um, Lightning McQueen, Racers, 
Come on, Jamie. Springs Racers. Thank you. Yeah, my brain is not functioning tonight. Uh, I would have used it for Radio Springs Racers had that attraction been operating that morning. I intended to buy that as well. But by the time it came online, the return time would have been way too late in the night. All right. Did, maybe I'm trying to think if I answered this unfairly because I may be biased because of my hatred for ILL because my, my counter argument to what like if Genie Plus was an extra five dollars and there was no ILL, you would have bought Genie Plus. Right. So it's, I think it, no, it's still ridiculous. Like we shouldn't be paying to get into. So a, you uh, would wait two hours instead of paying 20 bucks a person. I don't think that was the question, though, was it? 100% is. Would you buy an ILL for Rise if it's a two-hour queue and you were going to ride it? Oh. Are we doing would you rather or thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Using Buying an ILL for Rise when it's a two-hour queue. But you can't give me two options. Then it's would you rather. It's thumbs up, thumbs down. It's cut and dry. It's the same thing, just different names. No, would you rather would be this or, well, I guess I see what you're saying, buy or wait. <laughs> It's 100% would you rather. Answer the damn question. Moo. I can't. Um, no, I, just, I wouldn't do either. I just wouldn't ride it is, is what it would be. So Jamie's cheating per the usual. Let's move on to number three. Uh, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs of the down. Game. Pumpkin Dole Whip. You know, I'm not huge on the whole pumpkin thing. Um, I like certain things pumpkin. Val would probably want to try it. Um, in all honesty, it's hard for me to give it a thumbs up, thumbs down because I've never had it. Like, I don't know Fair. if it's good or not. Um, I'll, I would give it, I'll go thumbs up that I would try it. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say, oh no, you know, I'm not interested um but to give it a fair review I, I would have to try it first so i'll say thumbs up that i would try it um and, and then give better feedback i don't know how it is it's so have funny you that you said it? that i have not we have friends that have but it's so funny that you were like oh yeah thumbs up i try it i love pumpkin stuff and i really do dole whip is growing on me the first time i had dole whip i really didn't care for it the, but the more i've had it i'm like okay this actually is really good it has a nice little flavor to it but i can't in my head make pumpkin dole whip sound appetizing because there's such different flavors that i'm not sure that i would try it i mean if someone was like hey here's a spoonful i'd probably try it but i'm not going to shell out the money to try it and decide i don't like it yeah is it pumpkin mixed with that's like, the way it looked in the picture yeah i i don't even think i've seen the picture of it like i heard it i would i'll tell you what i would try uh the pumpkin beignets oh, of course and, and, and i would probably like them like we yeah. make pumpkin roll a lot every year. Um, and, and I really, really enjoy that. But, and I think the pumpkin beignets would be really good, but I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of what a pumpkin <laughs> dole whip would even be like, like, I can't even put it. Like that's a why I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I can't justify I would, it in my head. Yeah. I would definitely try it. But after that, I'd see what it is. All right, this next one will be interesting because you've had experience with this. I've had clients with experience with this, um, but I've kind of read things either way. And I don't think we've talked about this on the show. Sunshine Flyer. Mm. 
by the way, I just realized you were supposed to tell me whether I was right or wrong on all the other ones. Um, I mean, you refuse to answer the second one. I told you the first one, you know, that I would have to run the numbers, but that's a fine answer. And Pumpkin Dole Whip, it's, I understand what you're saying, but I still think it's a thumbs down. <laughs> all right. So that gave me time to think. Sunshine Flyer. Um, I want to be fair and say that I we only did it once, and it was relatively early on in their existence. Um, so I don't think they had the number of, of motor coaches that they have online now. Um, like, I was kind of excited, you know, to see the inside of an actual, you know, what the bus looked like. Um and then they put us in like a 10 person, 10 passenger van. Right. Um, so I thought that ex- it wasn't what I obviously had expected or, or necessarily wanted. Um, I also thought the experience, it, it seemed very disorganized. Like there was a lot of people just standing around. Um, you know, you went into one podium and, oh, yeah, you know, just stand here. We'll call. You know, wherever I don't even know. I was going to say Riviera, but we weren't going to Riviera. I think it was Old Key West at that point where we were going. Um, you know, we'll call that in a minute. It's like, well, there's just people everywhere, and it seemed very. It wasn't like Magical Express was, which was so finely tuned. Um, I, I like that there's a an option that is um, compare comparable functionally to mirrors connect mm-hmm. so i like that there's that competition there it's not like mirrors or you have to uber or rent a car or something like that um so for my personal experience i wasn't a fan of that time i'd give it thumbs down but i don't want to discourage anybody from trying it because i have like like you said with kona earlier um I, I think enough time has passed that i hope operationally they're a little bit better at this point Jamie, I've probably had 10 clients use them and I haven't heard any complaints. Now, not to say that every complaint, every client complains to me about everything because I, I'd like to think that they, they, some of them just, you know, roll with it. Um, but there are some that I do believe I would have heard from if they had issue. So that's great. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they worked out some of those bugs and kinks. And um, we had heard that they were supposed to do luggage delivery over the summer, but that never really came to fruition. Which, as we've said, was always the secret sauce with Magical Express. Right. So if that piece comes back, I know you'll be trying it. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. It's a little bit middle of the road, but I, I don't want to discourage anybody from trying them. Because it's not like we had an awful time. Fair. Okay. All right. Next one is an experience I know that you guys have done in the past. But the question becomes, would you do... Th- <laughs> I shouldn't say that I'm going to yell at thumbs up or thumbs down. Capture your moment at the new price point. What is it? Is it 99 now? It's 99 now. So it's gone up twice since you guys did it. Um, Cause I think we did, it was 49. Correct. 49, 79, 99. If I, if I remember correctly, um, wasn't that, hold on. Wasn't it 59, 79, 99. Didn't it go up $20 each time? Maybe. Okay, so maybe we did 59. Yeah. Um, maybe it's gone up four times. Maybe it started at 49, then went to 59, and then did a $20 jump. 
I'm not sure. Um, for some reason, a $49 mark is, is sticking in my head. But nevertheless, um, I'm going to go thumbs down. I think it's overpriced at that price point. I will say, I mean, we loved it. We thought it was great at, at the price point that we paid at that time. Um, I think 99 is is over overpriced i mean with the quality of of iphones and i mean my god how many stands and you know things that you could buy on amazon or you know i could do the shutter with my apple watch and take a decent enough picture um you know how many photopass photographers are all over like i i think there's more that you can do with that money than that 20 20 minute session at this point i don't i don't see the value i'd go thumbs down for that i agree i think that they've outpriced it at this point and i understand it was a good seller but i think that they've priced it too high because of what you just said if you have memory maker anyway you can walk up to any number of photopass photographers get spots and you know shots in different places and i understand that that photopass photographer might take five six seven pictures you know and then you have to go and get in another line versus the 80 that you probably have taken of your family in, in your 20 minute session. So I get that piece, but you can bring your own sign. A lot of people did. It, it, I just, I, I don't see it. I, I think that they, they overstepped. And, and, you know, we shouldn't discount the fact that, you know, they would clear walkways and, and like you, you did have private areas that you could go and things like that. But for that amount of money, I just – and that short period of time. Like if they had raised the price and gave you a half hour, maybe. But the fact that it's still the 20 minutes, man, no, I, I go thumbs down. Yeah, because, again, it's not any different equipment. It's the same equipment that the other photo pass photographers are using. It's just the privacy piece, I think. Yeah, and they're just getting more profit out of it at that point. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. Waiting in line to meet special characters during parties. Ugh. Man, that's so tough. Because there are, and, and you've mentioned Winnie the Pooh and those characters during Not So Scary. Um Aiden and Peyton are all of a sudden, <clears throat> excuse me, all of a sudden obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> um, I always thought during Not So Scary, having all the dwarfs together was a really cool um, opportunity as well that you don't ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, but that line gets to be an hour and a half long. Yeah, the only way I could, the only way um, would be if they ever reinstituted that party pass that they had i think it was in 2019 where it gave you unlimited you know parties for the for the whole season um they will never do that again they're all selling out well i mean they could do it at a certain price point though and still sell out and make the same amount of money or more depends on what the price point would be Uh. Well, maybe if they're and I'm just making numbers easy. If a party pass is a thousand dollars, and you know, the not so scary ticket is 
whatever, say 200, they have to sell five tickets to equal the price of the one that they just sold. Yeah, but that one person can go to how many different parties taking up spots that they could have sold the other ticket for 200 for? Well, that's what I'm saying. At some point, it's going to be, a, it's, I mean, it's an analytics problem, but at some point, they would still, I mean, it would have to be high enough. I don't think they'll bring it back. Because um, even, I mean, the party at that point was relatively expensive. And I think the um, break even was in between two and three parties for when they instituted that. Yeah, and it might have been before 2019 because I remember Anthony was really little, so we didn't even consider it. Maybe it was 2018 then? Maybe. Maybe. He would have only been going on two at that point. Yeah. Um, So let me get back to the original question. Characters at the parties, I'm just not... I'm going to have to go thumbs down down i'm just not i mean i i enjoy the characters i like when aiden and and peyton go like i've become more of a character person but ultimately i'm gonna spend party time like either doing a trick-or-treat trail or a treat trail or seeing specialty entertainment um you know seeing winnie the pooh dressed up whatever as a pumpkin or seeing winnie the pooh regular for me it's not a significant enough difference that i want to spend two hours in line so as we talked about on the show we did um the wish and we did a um halloween and the high seas cruise so we got to see a lot of the characters in costume and it was cool the lines went quickly and anthony was downright obsessed obsessed with seeing those characters in costume so i'm kind of curious to see what he's going to do this coming thursday when he goes to the Halloween party, if he's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm at Magic Kingdom at nighttime, like way past when we're usually here, I want to go on all the rides. Or if it's going to be character, 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 parade, character, fireworks, leave. He wouldn't be into the trick-or-treating? Um, I could see him doing one and then being like, I, I don't want to wait in line for that again. Because you know that sometimes that can be like a slow trudge. It can. Although I also think people are very unfair with that, where the argument is, oh, you're waiting in line for candy. You can go to the store and buy candy. I, I find that argument so ridiculous. I, yeah, I can go to the store and get candy, but it's not about the candy. I'm trick-or-treating in Magic Kingdom. Like, but that's, that's what I'm saying. What like, to his little brain, I don't know that that's going to rank compared to other things he could be oh, doing. No, no, no. I, and I didn't mean that about Anthony specifically. I was talking about, like, you know, I've heard that argument from like vloggers and people online. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, that's not to me that like could care about the candy. I threw half of it away when we got home. Like, it was the experience of trick or treating in Magic yeah. Kingdom. I think that's way more a big deal than than the candy i just find that argument ridiculous so to go back to this question i actually think it's a thumbs up i think it's one of the things that makes the parties really unique i talk to clients and i unless it's their only experience in magic kingdom or unless they they you know have a really short trip and really wanted to do rides when there would be less lines i actually discourage my clients from doing rides during the parties because of all the other cool things you can do uh, if I had to rank what I would do, like specifically at, let's say, the Halloween party, it would be like trick or treating, 
you know, the specialty, uh, specialty entertainment, parades, fireworks, you know, trick-or-treating. Uh, my God, just walking around looking at the ambience, ambience. Um, like rides are relatively low on that list for me. Yeah. But, but that's also an annual pass holder perspective, I think. For sure. All right. Next up. And this is so funny because you know my, what my answer is going to be, but I also am pretty sure I know yours. Riding oh. Splash or Caliber Rapids during the cooler months? Um, I, I think I have a different answer for both of them, actually. Okay. I, would, I would go thumbs up for Splash because I don't think you get as wet potentially as on Kali. I mean, Kali, you can end up absolutely drenched. Um, and the cold it doesn't bother me as much. Um, but poor little Peyton probably would turn blue in two seconds. Yeah, I mean, well, she's not tall enough yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she won't be till she's seven. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's fair. Um, I mean, the cold isn't going to bother me as much. Um, okay, Elsa. Yeah, well, cold never bothered me anyway. Um, yeah, I don't have an issue doing splash and, you know, getting, because I don't think you get drenched for the most part on splash. Is, is there going to be an odd occasion? Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, Kali, you could be dripping wet. Um, so I would split them, go thumbs up, splash. And, and cold weather is also subjective. You're cold and my cold are <laughs> two entirely different things. <laughs> Just because we had the kid wearing long pants all this week to school and a jacket a couple of days. That's disgraceful. It's 65. <laughs> um, Splash, I will say thumbs up with a poncho. Callie, absolutely not. Thumbs down. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I mean, I disagree with the poncho because the poncho <laughs> people should they should have to wear tin foil around the park so people know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> next staking out a spot 60 to 90 minutes before parades or fireworks i hate that i i th you know if if nobody did that everybody could get a spot 10 minutes before yeah i, I think it's come thumbs down I, I mean what you can do you could get at a minimum, another attraction in, and that is a, a dead minimum one more attraction. You know, depending, you could probably get more than that. And I, I just think it's it's so much wasted time. Like you're, you know, and we've talked about this before. Like you're in the park for ten hours, and I mean, we know the cost of the ticket is not a hundred dollars, but let's just say it is. You're spending $100. That's $10 an hour that you're there. You're spending $15 to stand in a spot for a show that's in the sky for fireworks. I, I mean, it's insane to me. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't even know what parade. I mean, I love Festival of Fantasy, but you should be able to walk up pretty much anywhere and see enough where you get the parade. Yeah, and there's a spot, I want to say this on the podcast so people are going to assume my spot, uh, right in front of Pecos Bill, 
So um, Country Bear, Jamboree here, Pecosville here. And it's kind of like an angled spot. And you can stand behind, like up a step right in front of Pecosville. Or you can sit on that little step lip and put your feet down on the cement. And there's just enough room for me, Andrew and Anthony, to like go in the little corner there. And we've walked up there like 15 minutes before Festival of Fantasy on like four or five different occasions. Yeah, at this point, I don't think anybody should be queuing up an hour early for Festival of Fantasy. It's just not necessary. I mean, you have a long parade route. I, I mean, granted, if you're there like on, you know, during Easter or Christmas, like, well, Christmas has the other parade. Um Maybe, but for 95% of the year, it's so unnecessary. You know what I think the caveat might be? The specialty um, events. What do you mean? Like the parties and the special parades for parties. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I... I, Maybe, I don't know. I'd say maybe for the fireworks, but... I mean, the, the time frame that you did, 60 to 90, I, I still think it's unknown. I'll tell you what, we didn't walk up for the for the not-so-scary fireworks um, more than, like, 20 minutes. And, and so, had a decent spot on Main Street. Andrew and Anthony um, and our friend Leo were going to the party on Thursday because I will be out of town on the Norwegian Prima. Um, so they plan to watch the earlier parade, which is the busier of the two for anyone who might be interested. Uh, the earlier parade is the busier one because of kids needing to go to bed. And then Andrew and Anthony are going to try to get toward like the main street train station area to see the fireworks from all the way back there and then haul out right after the fireworks. Okay. Because Anthony originally had off from school on the 28th, but after we had all those days off for the hurricane, he no longer has off that Friday. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. He's not going to be the only kid who goes to school Friday cranky and tired. Yeah. That's that's true. <laughs> all right, so we'll call that a we'll call that a draw. There are some some rare situations where it might be worth it, but in general, I think we both agree not something we would do or tell our clients to do. Okay, what number are we on? Should we do one more? You think we're at twenty eight minutes? Um, I got two more, so it depends oh. on how quickly you answer them. Okay, go ahead. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Getting stuck on a ride or attraction that you enjoy. So, for example, haunt it slash etc. But not getting evac'd. Nope, just stuck. Um, I'm going to... Oh, man. I think it really depends on the, the amount of time you're going to get stuck without evacs. I was stuck on test track and the house show lights came on. Um, and it was bad. Like, I was just staring at black walls. Like there was Uh, nothing. It's so blank space um, that it wasn't worth getting stuck there. Um, I'd really like to get stuck or evac'd on dinosaur. I think that'd be really cool to see um, how sparsely decorated (laughs) it actually is. Um, You know what? For for an AP DVC, you know, Disney fan, I'll say thumbs up. If you're the once every five years family, it made your thumbs down because that's just sucking your time away. 
And I also think that there needs to be a caveat of how much time, like five minutes or two minutes or less. Yes. On every ride, five minutes or less, maybe on a few rides in certain places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I would need better, not better. That's wrong. Uh, You know, more strict parameters to give a more definitive answer. All right. Ready for number 10. Let's hear it. Super cut and dry. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hoop de do musical review. Donna, I have to be honest. I haven't been there since 98. Jamie, you have to take the kids. We went last weekend for my mom's birthday and Anthony had the time of his life. He was the perfect age for it. All the adults, we were laughing. We were having a good time. And the food was actually surprisingly good for what, you know, what it was. Well, we, we enjoy trails end. Yeah. It's the same. I think it's the same kitchen even. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say thumbs down because that would imply that I'd want to get rid of it. Um, I'll just say I haven't been there in there in so long. It's something that we we do need to get back to. I, I think the part that I don't like is that it's a really long time. Like that's what you're you're doing that, and then you're going back to the resort. Like you're right. There's nothing, you know, after that. And I think another knock against it is it's can be a bit of a pain to get to yeah i mean if you're coming from magic kingdom you can take the boat directly over but if you drive you're going to the front of the resort and then you're taking the interior bus loop yeah and correct me if i'm wrong on this donna you may know this better if you're coming from a different park other than mk you're doing you're busing to fort wilderness and then doing an internal loop bus so I'm going to say that that might not be the case. And let me tell you why. When we were waiting to leave with the hordes of other people waiting to leave the sold out uh, four o'clock show, um, we were waiting at bus after bus after bus that were going other places before we finally got to the, before the interior bus loop bus pulled up. Interesting. I'm actually looking... I actually have a map, a transportation map that I do all use all the time, except for when I'm actually asking you a question. Because um, I think, what do you have to go to? Is it called the settlement? Yes. And then to Pioneer Hall. So settlement's the front of the place. And then you go to Pioneer Hall for the show. Right. Okay. But that's near, I mean, you go to the settlement and that's the... Um, like you're at walking distance to Pioneer Hall at that point. Andrew, can you hear us? When we went to Hoopty Doo, when we got on the bus to go to Hoopty Doo, did we get off? Was that thing called the settlement or was it specifically did it say Pioneer Hall and the settlement was where we parked? I can't remember. Or was it the settlement? No, and that's I think where... you park at the outpost is what it's called. No, I know that Andrew doesn't remember either, and that's unlike him. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's the outpost is where you would park, and then there's an internal bus that takes you to the settlement because the settlement is by the lake. Okay, there you go. Or lagoon, whatever it's called. So, yeah, I think that's the only pain about it. But no, I agree. Food's awesome. Show's great. Glad to see it back. And Jamie, um, the price point for what you get is yeah. honestly not bad. Yeah, what is it? 50, 60, somewhere around there? Depending we on paid $59 <laughs> per adult. 
for category two seating. So middle of the road price point. And then we got 10% off for annual pass holder. Right. And that's including your gratuity. That's including alcohol. So we each had a couple of glasses of sangria. Um, it includes your dessert, your appetizer, the food, literally everything, James. Yeah, for I less than $60 a person? Yeah. Yeah, no, I. it's a thumbs up. I just, we have to get back. I mean, not to be funny, you, do guys, you guys do have the luxury of longer vacations. This is not something I would tell someone who is here for four or five, even six nights to do. Right. Um, unless they were staying there. Um, but with you guys, you know, having longer lengths of stay and, or the access to the car that you often rent, it's not as crazy. Yeah. Well, you're talking me into it. I must say. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. That's all we have for this week, guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening next week. We are going to wish a very happy birthday to Jamie insert resort here. Disney's Beach Club Resort. I was going to say that, but then I didn't. And now I have a a platform on which to launch my complaint about 19 cents. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, in that case, we'll be talking about Universal's Aventura Hotel. (laughs) In any case, guys, I know you're waiting with bated breath to hear that story. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.